Hi, this is Tom Harvey, the Economy Guy. Welcome to the world of macroeconomics. I'm looking at the world's economics and trying to understand them and where they're going and what they're going to do to us in particular. So this is your window into that world. Please enjoy it and welcome. I don't give any personal financial advice. I just give information and facts. I want this to be an educational show so that you can learn to think for yourself and make your own great financial decisions. Welcome to the introductory session of the Economy Guy podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun here. The purpose of this one is to kind of introduce you to what's coming in all future podcasts. What am I going to talk about? Who am I? What's this all about? So let's just kick it off and start. Who am I? My name's Tom Harvey. I am the economy guy. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. My education, I have an advanced degree in engineering from UCLA. And, uh, well, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, made the best decision of all the millions of decisions I've made in my life, and you've been making millions of decisions too, at UCLA, and that's when I married my wife, my lifelong sweetheart, and since then we've made millions of decisions together. It's been a great, great time. And the next decision we jointly made there was to take a trip to Europe at a very young age, early 20s. Uh, we visited Paris and Rome and that kind of thing, the typical uh, whirlwind tour of uh, Americans going to Europe, and we fell in love with it and declared to ourselves that we will live there someday, something that we actually accomplished and and carried on. So from a professional view uh, background, I uh, worked uh, for Hughes Aircraft Company. I was awarded a Howard Hughes Fellowship to uh, get my advanced degree at UCLA. Very proud of that. Uh, I wanted to learn about computers. I joined IBM and worked for IBM for uh, a long time uh, and uh, moved to Europe with IBM, stayed in Europe and changed back to Hughes Aircraft Company, which was purchased by Raytheon and retired with Raytheon. So I'm a retired engineer now, spending my time enjoying economy. I've enjoyed economics theory, economic reality all my life, and I think it's just a lot of fun. Uh, uh, my wife and I have had a terrific am amount of international experience, traveled the entire globe. Uh, I, as part of my professional career, I was talking to ministers in Europe and started to get a better sense of how politics plays into economics. That was a, a little tidbit that I really have enjoyed. We, uh, Christine and I lived there for 23 years, 14 years in London, 9 years in Brussels, Belgium made a lot of friends. And now we um, split our time between uh, living in Florida and uh, spending time in Dublin, Ireland. We've uh, just enjoy and made a lot of friends here. Just enjoy seeing people and seeing places and seeing what's going on. And there's a lot going on in this world today. You know that as well as I do. So well, what am I, why am I doing this podcast anyway? Well, I did a, uh, a prior blog. It was a, a blog, not a podcast, uh, for about seven years. 
and uh, quit it. Quit doing that about five years ago. Things were not that exciting then. I was busy starting moving, doing, being new places. Um, but the world has changed, and the world is getting a lot more exciting from the macroeconomic viewpoint today than it was then. It was pretty exciting then. Well, it's really exciting today. Really exciting. And there's so much more going on. So I think what I have to say could be very useful to you. Um, what I, why am I doing it? I want you to be, to be able to gain a lot of information and to be able to talk intelligently about the macroeconomic events that are happening around the world. Be able to do that with your friends, do it, do it at parties, and do it, more importantly, when you're making financial decisions. To have the inside inner knowledge that you know is correct. Uh, I want to stimulate your curiosity in the topic. I'm going to be talking about lots of different topics, and I'll go through a, a random list of those in a little bit so you get an idea what I'll be talking about. I want to educate you uh, in this whole topic and why, why do things happen the way they happen? What's really going on there? Uh, and I'd like to put today's economic world into historic economic perspective. As things that have happened in the past going to happen again or not, and why? That kind of stuff. Uh, uh, and I'd like to provide a place for discourse, a place where you can ask questions, we can have a dialogue, I can make sure that I'm giving you the, in the information that you want to have. Now, as part of that dialogue, I want to give you my email address so you can send me your uh, cards and letters as I used to say in the good old Dale of days of snail mail. Uh, it is TomHarvey9526 at gmail.com. Pretty simple. All together, no spaces, no dots, no nothing. TomHarvey9526 at gmail.com. Now let's get on and talk about what are the topics I intend to talk about in the future. Because there's, I have a list here in front of me that's 20 items long and it's just starting to scratch the surface. First of all, I will concentrate on the U.S. markets. And why the U.S. markets versus the globe, right? Well, it's because the U.S. is the global driver of economics. It is the most important market. And uh, everyone can invest in it, too. So it's also available, which helps. Uh, you know, they say if the United States sneezes, Europe catches a cold. That's so, so true. It's true of the rest of the world, too. The second most important market is China, of course. And we'll have, have to talk about what's going on there. So what are the topics I'll talk about? First, obviously, stock market. Uh, the Dow Jones 30 is kind of the uh, gold standard of where the market is when you say it's up or down. And so that's the one to really follow. And uh, I'll talk about that and talk about making money, losing money. Don't want to lose money. Losing money is really painful. I believe in protecting yourself. I mean, that's one of my philosophies. Um, if you've ever followed Warren Buffett, you'll see he hates losing money and his whole investing philosophy, which is buying companies first. He also buys stocks. It is uh, not lose money, but occasionally he does. Second topic to talk about is bonds. The bond market is much, much, much bigger than the stock market. And most people don't understand that. Also, the bond market is much more complicated and diverse than the stock market is. So... Uh, I, I 
we'll get into what that all means and what are the various things and what's the inverse relationship between interest rates and bond prices and things like that. It's just to titillate your idea. We'll also talk about another topic will be commodities uh, that drive the world out there. A uh, good one is gold. It's been going uh, up very quickly recently, this year and last year. 2019, uh, one of the top, top performers was gold, better than stocks, amazingly enough, because it hasn't been that good in the past. Uh, another market. Here's one that uh, you may not think about, but a lot of you are in it, and that's the real estate market. Very important for protecting things. Uh, another topic is cycles. What are cycles? I mean, you read about them from now, time to time, but you have to understand what are cycles? Cycle things are, from a mathematical viewpoint, it looks like a sine wave for those who understand that. If you don't, it just means things go up and things go down and things go up and things go down and they continue going up and down and up and down like a wave. And uh, there are long cycles and there are short cycles. So what's a long cycle? Well, maybe since the last Great Depression, it's been 90 years, that's pretty long. What's a short cycle? Well, how about stocks that uh, go up and down multiple times a day? So it's... Uh, the cycles are measured in minutes or seconds. Um, so another topic, good topic, is inflation and recession. It's actually a cycle itself. You can things inflate, things have recession. Prices go down, deflate is the opposite of inflate. And uh, we'll talk about that as in a, as a cycle and what causes inflation, what causes recessions, and why is it a cycle? Why does it continue to repeat? especially in our uh, recent history, probably a much longer history, too, historically. Speaking of historic, uh, we'll talk about the Great Depression 90 years ago and the 1929 crash. What really happened then? Is it, uh, it could it happen again? We'll talk about the 2008 stock market crash. That's pretty uh, in people's minds and memories. And, which was caused naturally by the 2006 real estate crash, which came down. So a lot of lessons learned there, a lot of lessons implemented and learned. It looks like we're unlearning some of those lessons today, but they're not as badly unlearned as they were in 2006. We're going to talk about what is liquidity. You hear about liquidity? It's always confused me personally. What is liquidity? It's kind of like the availability of credit. So it's availability of money and it's really, really an important to, to banks and to people. Another wonderful topic to talk about, a really a barn burner, is the Federal Reserve. What is the Federal Reserve or any other central bank out there besides the Federal Reserve? And what's their role? Today, the role of the, of the Federal Reserve is to keep the market up. I mean, they say that their role is to make sure inflation doesn't happen, except they're actually saying the opposite. They want inflation to get much higher than it is now. And they're having a heck of a time making it go up, even though they're printing money like crazy right now. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about quantitative easing, a lovely topic. And what are how do they actually change and influence interest rates? And, uh, and what happens if they are succeed in their inflationary love affair? Well, we'll have fun talking about that. Uh, I want to really talk about recession and what might cause a future recession in the United States. We've had a, a long upcycle, a long, long upcycle in the stock market, uh, a record-breaking upcycle. All ups have downs. Uh, being able to tell when the down happens, the timing of anything is 
near to impossible. But there are certain red flags that are happening out there that's important for me and you to keep your eyes on. So I'll be talking about that. Uh, talk about your own personal situation. You know, uh, I think that's this is all about you creating the life you want in your future. So saving money, making money, but saving money is really important. Investing it safely, growing that money, all few good topics. And, uh, and, the, and then the what ifs, what, all the what ifs about that. Those are things that uh, I'd like to talk about and know what you would like to hear about. And talk about interest rates. Interest rates just by itself, fascinating topic. Just a fascinating topic. Now here's, I mean, here's where in the recent world, the last five years or so, or, uh, maybe a little longer, the, uh, we, the world has seen, not in the U.S., thank God, well, we have just once, but basically the world has seen negative interest rates. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about in the background, what is a negative interest rate? You know what an interest rate is. It's, you know, you put money in the bank and they pay interest on it. A negative interest rate is the opposite. You put money in the bank and you pay them interest on it. That is insane. I mean, I can't say it more strongly. It's the nuttiest concept I've ever heard in my life, yet very serious central bankers around the globe love it. Why? Because it they keep their job. It's very simple. Their markets are not crashing. They would be thrown out on their uh, caboose if they uh, if if they stopped doing it. And uh, the Fed did stop, kind of uh, hesitated there for a little bit. Remember when the uh, interest rates were going back up and they stopped quantitative easing? They were actually getting lowering their uh, uh, current account. Well, the stock market started to crash. They reversed course immediately. I mean, I've never seen the Fed work so fast in my life. That was amazing. So the Fed was going the wrong way, and they don't like to see market crashes either, which is one of the key reasons I say the stock market is up because of the Federal Reserve. God bless the Federal Reserve. And let's don't forget this is an election year, which has a big impact on will there be a recession this year. I do not think so. I think the Federal Reserve and the president will do whatever is necessary to keep the U.S. out of a recession. It would take some external disaster of some sort to, uh, to cause it like a virus, for example, uh, which, thank God, has not hit the United States. And that's it. I hope those topics are of interest to you. I hope you uh, enjoy this podcast and uh, the future ones that will have a lot more detail. Look forward to uh, talking to you, and please don't forget to communicate with me. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to hit the subscribe button to get future podcasts. This is Tom Harvey. I'm an investor myself, not a financial advisor, and therefore, please understand that nothing in this podcast should be construed as advice or a solicitation to trade in any market, and that we disclaim any responsibility from any negative effects of actions people might take.